millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Outspoken with White and Jordan. 100% engagement. It's a total disrespect. Download, stand well back, listen. Jim White and Simon Jordan. I don't see that view. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. I'm Jim White, and today myself, Graham Souness, and former West Ham boss Alan Pardew discuss Manchester United off the back of another win, this time at Luton. The Red Devils are five points off fourth-placed Aston Villa. Would Champions League qualification be vindication for Eric Ten Hag this season? Do some players have a reputation that precedes them? Or is this lazy language from managers? Ten Hag thinks that Casemiro is treated unfairly by officials after being booked yet again yesterday. And what's going wrong at West Ham? No wins in 2024. The Moyes Out Brigade aren't going away. This is Outspoken with White and Jordan. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan. And the final whistle goes and United have seen it through to a fourth straight Premier League victory and it takes them to within five points of fourth place in the Premier League. Some race on the way between Aston Villa, Tottenham Hotspur and Manchester United because United are improving big time. Graham, Manchester United yesterday. What's your takeaway from that score? line and that three points at the I, end um, uh, I didn't fancy them yesterday because you know you look Liverpool struggled there City struggled there mm. Tottenham struggled there um, they get after you you know they're full of beans um, they're down near the bottom but the manager's done a great job in keeping their heads up and I didn't fancy them and then of course just before half time sorry just before the start of the game a top scorer and he goes up, he's injures himself in the warm up and then man you get a, such an early goal and such a boost and then they get a second goal and you think they're going to run run right here Typical of the Spurs at Luton, they got themselves back into it. But I didn't fancy them yesterday. What you, could, what you have to say about United is um, they can dig in. They, you know, have got another result. But I'm, they still don't convince me. They still don't convince you? No. Do they convince you, Alan? I mean, I still, four I still consecutive think, games, yeah, five still, behind uh, Villa. And they've lost nine games, you know, already. Uh, which, don't, which doesn't really bode well that they're going to get a Champions League position. But they've had, they're on a great little run at the moment. I mean, the midfield, Manu in the midfield, the young boy has change the team forget about Jim Ratcliffe changing you know if he's coming in and boosting he's changed them more than anything he secured that central position where they had such a problem with legs and speed of getting around the opposition and he and he was again he was terrific yesterday so fair play to him but 
you know, the boy up top, um, he's found his confidence. It was a, it was a terrific second goal, wasn't it? Mm. You know, the way he's adjusted his chest to to put it in the corner. So I thought they were good yesterday, but um, I, I still, I, don't personally, I still don't think they'll make Champions League. You know, the, the boss then, you know, you find yourself tuning up and then you're absolutely, you know, totally bossing it and then you consider going all of a sudden they go back into a shell yeah. and some they let control it. Graham didn't they in a the period yeah, you know yeah. there's like in the game when you're a club like that 2-0 you'd expect them to control the game better than they did but, Luton just kept plugging away and got back but in I it. suggest that that shows how maybe how fragile they are with their confidence that mm. the 2-0 they're playing they're playing some good stuff looks if they're going to get more goals they concede one all of a sudden that just happened confidence deserted them like it was a switch going on. And is that why they don't convince you? No, they don't convince me. They don't convince you. Has Casimiro convinced you any more than when he first <laughs> arrived and you called him a steady Eddie? I mean, yesterday he gets hooked at halftime because he was attracting a lot of attention, of course, from the Luton players for the way he was putting himself about. Incidentally, Ten Hag wasn't having that. Casemiro taken off at halftime. Uh, it looks as though he might run into further trouble in the second half. Um, uh, Ten Hag spoke about that post-match. What I make, I don't think it's a booking, the first one. And that is, uh, again, um, uh, with Casemiro, uh, it's very, very harsh to concede that first booking. And I don't understand why. And uh, then, of course, in the second, that, that was a booking, very clear. But I think also the ref uh, knows uh, uh, what's going on with the first one. And I think the, the refereeing in general has... Uh, it can't be all the time Casemiro uh, by his first tackle that they book him. Casemiro's getting a hard uh, done by by the referee. I, I don't see it that way, Alan. I mean, I, I saw you there. You were shaking your head when you were listening to Ten Hag. Well, he could have got sent off. He was that close to getting sent off. He's trying to justify that he shouldn't have got the first yellow. But, you know, the bottom line was he had to take him off at half-time uh, because they were in danger of losing going down to 10 men. I mean, if you're talking about a very experienced player here who shouldn't be in that position... This is not new. This is how he played at Real Madrid. You know, yeah. he was famous for giving, what did they call it, professionals foul, if you like. Mm. Stopping breakaways, you know, committing a foul, maybe taking a card for the cause because of a really threatening situation. That was his career at Real Madrid. Yeah. He, he is. He's a, he's, a, he's a steady player. I mean, does he, he's, got, he's got a masterful, innocent face. Have you ever yeah. seen him yeah. when he gets yeah. boxed? Yeah. He almost looks like... Well, they all do. They all yeah. do, don't they? They you can't mean me. He's brilliant. No, but, I mean, does but, his reputation go before him? You could say this fella's sitting opposite you. What's his reputation, Jim? Well, he will put it about. He'll take. He doesn't he'll play put it the... about. He doesn't put it about. He, 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 it seems he almost gets booked he, every game. Yeah, but that, he, he can get booked for lots of things, but he doesn't put it about. He, he, he gives fouls away. He sees he sees danger sometimes, but clumsy. Some maybe he's slowing down. Or what is he? Thirty-three now. Whatever mm. he is. Um, but he don't say he puts it about. And the biggest problem they had yesterday, which is part of the professional game, it's not a new thing. The biggest danger of him getting a second yellow card, a red card, were the way the Luton players got after the referee every time he went near someone. And I'm sorry, that that's not a new thing either. No, that's and you know, when you when you're a central midfield player, which we both were, when you get when you are a sort of a destroyer mid- midfield player, i.e., you're the one breaking up the attacks, making tackles, you actually age quicker than. A flair player, obviously, because your timing's just off. You just can't make it. You're making more fouls. And Casemiro is in that world a little bit, in my opinion. 
to ten Hag, was it the right move to, to yeah, sell I think him? Yeah, I think it was a good decision, but in personally, yeah, I would have taken him. You've off. you've both seen the challenge this morning, and a lot of people are, are on messages coming in here to us this morning, eight ten eighty nine. Listening to Alan, listening to Graham, yeah, sure about Casemiro. What about Mason Holgate? You saw the challenge this morning, Alan Holgate's challenge, of course, early on on Matoma of Brighton, Sheffield United defender sent packing very early on in the game. What's your take on it? Well, it was awful. I mean, you know, uh, Chris, who the manager of Shelton, I must have been like, what are you doing? Uh, and now the referee hasn't sent him off straight away. I don't know whether he, you know, when I've looked on that video, he looks slightly, might he might have been obscured from the kind of severity because it's not so much the, the first part of it, it's the second part where all footballers know he's followed through, you know, and that's why you got that reaction from Brighton players. They knew that was a sending off and he had it, to go. It was an awful challenge. It was, it, it was an awful challenge because he could have injured himself as well. Yeah, There's every true. chance he's going to injure himself as much as the little player is in against the little Jap- Japanese player. Am I, I absolutely I, out of order to say it was quite like the one that you put in against Stoya Bucharest? Absolutely nothing like it. Nothing like it? No, Alan, nothing. you saw that challenge this morning yeah, as well. I, I, I did have Surely. a look at that. I was yeah. never going to injure myself in that challenge. That wasn't a challenge, that was an assault. But there was a reason for it. <laughs> Oh, there was a reason for yes. it. Yeah, that was that was a quarterfinal of the European Cup. There was a star on Dinamo, Bucharest. So yeah, Bucharest. Yeah, and there was a guy called Lakatus who had played, who played. It was a really good player, a wide midfield player. I remember. He ended up going to Fiorentina, and in the first game, he was going around topping everyone. Yeah. And this was about ten minutes into the game. As I've gone from, I'm thinking it's him. <laughs> I'm thinking I've got, I've got a chance here, and it was outrageous. And I should have been sent off. And that's that was that's the worst challenge I've ever made. I think. Are you but I was, but I was you? never, never going to injure myself there. Like Holgate risked everything. He risked himself. Yesterday. I thank God you were all right. <laughs> <laughs> I, let me tell my story. I don't know about you. Playing in the central midfield. I played, I was 19 or 20 playing for Middlesbrough against the Leeds United team. Oh. Bremner, Giles. And I got sorted. You know, I, I, I was having a tussle with Bremner or Giles, maybe both of them. And I've gone for a ball and I've stretched. And then Terry Worth came in and caught me just above the knee and up on my, my knee. And I had to go off. And um, I thought after that, it's far better um, to be given it out than taking it. <laughs> I wasn't never caught like that again. I mean, there's, there was talk. We, we can hear Chris Wilder. No, we can't. There was talk that Wilder was making a suggestion that he might find Holgate. Did you find well, that I see that in surprising? I, will, I, I do find that surprising because I think you're opening up the dressing room to a lot of problems. I certainly wouldn't be finding players for that for that challenge. I'll certainly be having a word with him and addressing it and, and making sure he, the players he's had one know every, that. Every year for the last three years. Yeah, but at different clubs. It's almost, isn't it? Yeah. You know, he's been a. But, you know, to, to actually find a player for a really bad yeah, challenge, it's, it's, you it's are a, asking for trouble risky, with other players. So but you can imagine. I mean, he's firing them up. That's what the manager does. He gets them at it. And they're all. Yeah. And it's a, it's a divide, a very thin dividing line going too far. Yeah. You, you, you know, you're playing big games, you want to be aggressive, but it's very easy to overstep that. When Do you think the club should find Holgate? Do you think Wilder should find him? Um, it cost him everything, but I think it's a dangerous road to go down because he's they'll still believe they can survive. He's going to say the exact same thing to the next time they play a game, be aggressive, be first to the ball, make sure you're winning... The, Early challenges, but, that, but, that, but then where, you, where do you draw the line with the other players? Then they ain't making talent challenges. You know you can't do it because well, if someone makes something similar, I'll go and say, "Well, what about me? You find me for you know." So you can't you can't go down that road. You're right. in real trouble. Yeah. But you know the bit the point Graham's making is right. Sometimes 
uh, particularly midfield players, when you get fired up yourself, you 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 can make bad errors. I mean, Gazza in the cup final, do you remember when he injured himself? You know, he was so fired up when he, before yeah. he even actually Garage, that terrible chance, when he did yeah. that, before that terrible tackle, he did another t- terrible tackle just before that and got away with it. Yeah. You know, he was so fired up. Rob's a United fan who's saying Casemiro, uh, we've won every match since he's been back from injury. He's absolute class. Uh, he gets booted while he hasn't even touched a player. I don't know about that, Rob. Well, yeah, anyway, it's just because he's playing with Manu. That's right. why he's looking good. Download, stand well back. Listen, outspoken with White and Jordan from the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The banners are out in the away end. Those that are left anyway. Moyes out. They want the board out. There's fury coming in the east end of London. Full time here in the East Midlands. It's Nottingham Forest 2. West Ham United nil. So West Ham, are their fans any more difficult than others to please? No, I don't think so. I, but it's a passionate place, and and they're passionate about um, not not just uh, some sort of success, hopefully down the road, but to play in a certain style and manner. And I think um, that is a pressure that you must understand when you're a West Ham manager. When I was went there, I think I was only the tenth manager they'd ever had, or something. It was ridiculous. They've always had quite st- stability there, you know, yeah. in terms of the managers and. Uh, you know, um, that was brought home to me by a lot of the players who have played there and the people I spoke to, you know, you've got to play a certain way here, etc., etc. I was like, oh, OK. And Graham would tell you, the only way to play as a manager is to win. That's the only way you got, you've got to learn how to win. There's no good playing all sorts of great, pretty football. You've got to win. And I think the argument at the weekend and Moyes' argument in terms of going into the press was to say, well, I win, you know, don't look at the style factor. Yeah. Look at the fact that I've brought you a trophy and that I win games. And he sits 
Where do they sit? Ninth. Uh, ninth, you know, yeah. to, uh, like a point behind Newcastle United, uh, who are still regarded perhaps as a European challenger. So, you know, he ain't doing that bad. Well, that's the thing. Um, so they lose at Nottingham Forest Green and some of the West Ham support chanting, you're getting sacked in the morning. Boring, boring, boring West Ham. And Moyes, of course, was on the receiving end of it. But the word win, and you mentioned it there, Alan, that was in Moyes' uh, lips as well. Well, look, I'm, I'm a football supporter. I understand we've we've been disappointed in the last in the last few weeks, but you know you mustn't forget the wins at Arsenal and you mustn't forget the wins at Tottenham. We've beaten Chelsea and all the other games. We've beaten Man United at home, so sometimes the things can be forgotten very quickly. Uh, the expectation at West Ham is that they, they think that they, we should be right up there challenging. <coughs> Let's be fair. I think most people who watch football and are supporters of most clubs who say that West Ham in the main are doing a good job. We have a European game to look forward to. We've been three years in Europe now. So sometimes you have to you have to just consider where we are. Hey, we want to do better. So not just the supporters who want to do better. If MD thinks for a minute that we aren't hurting and the players aren't hurting well, they're completely wrong. So they're hurting, Graham, mm. but no win for West Ham in 2024. And now we're in mid-February. So, I mean, to an extent, how much can you bask in, in former glory? Well, he's, he's got a bit of credit in the bank. We won a trophy last year. I understand. Listen, when you've got a job at, at a football club, you walk in and you have to deal with the group of players you have. You know, that's exactly... You have to find a way of winning football matches. And then if you're there for a period of time, you get your own style. Remember the word style? Your own style of footballer in. And I think the criticism that David David Moyes gets is that the players he's bringing in are are counter-attacking football. I don't think they're sitting ninth in the league, but it's 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 how they're doing it. It's you know if you're if you're at a yeah, football club yeah. two three four years, then you're buying players that you know you want to be bossing games. You want to be on the front foot. You want to play be playing in opposition's half, especially at home. And I just think um, West Ham for a West Ham supporter. It's not terribly enjoyable because you're playing counter-attacking football. You're on the receiving end of um, the other team having the ball all the time, and you're not. Pres- it's not. An, it's not an enjoyable watch. So, so that, I, does that entitle them to say you're getting sacked and might get, no, get it out doesn't, of the club? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Overall, he's done a good job there, but it's, it's David's style. He, mm. You know, it is perceived as being negative, which is not negative. He's working with a group of players that he thinks the best way of getting a result out of them is going this way. But then you fire another argument. If you've been there several years, you're going to then buy players that will take you away from that and then you become more proactive than instead of reactive. Well, the, well, the, 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 the big problem I think David has at the moment is the, win, the window that's just passed because they lost a couple of so-called flair players and brought in Phillips. And Kevin Phillips just hasn't worked out. Obviously, he got sent off again at the weekend. He's struggling to find himself. He hasn't had no game time. I personally think he's a terrific player. Whether West Ham, it was perfect for him to go to West Ham, I don't know because it's just not working out. Is he a Premier League player? Kevin Phillips? Yeah. Oh, I think so. Why did you say that? Because I I think he did terrific for England. You know how many games? That's for England. England play Mickey Mouse games most of the time. That's coming. I know. You, you expect a Scotland to say that, but and then not just Scot- England. Scotland he, he, do as well. The teams that play today are, are, you know, it's when like some Yugoslavia was dissolved, and you're playing about eight nations from that area now. They're, yeah, I agree. Some of the England games, games, but he also but, had a great. I mean, when Calvin Phillips no, went to West Ham, played, did you think it was a good signing, Alan? 
we're, you're talking about on, we're talking about not going to Man City. He went to Man City first, but obviously yeah, it's a massive but, but move. More recently, yeah, yeah, he leaves course. City and he goes. Do you think there's one for West Ham? That's a good one. I don't. I, I personally thought at the time it wasn't the right move for West Ham that in the window. But I still think he's a very very good player personally. But what you can oh, you can say he's a very good player, but it's the wrong move for West Ham. I'm, I think he's played, and I'm just getting to check. I think he's played 65 games in the Premier League in total. I think it's circa 65. I mean, he didn't get a kick at the ball at, at City. I mean, he, he was at Leeds, comes up, and one season in the Premier League. gets a 69 now. 69. Gets, yeah. gets a big move to Man City. That's on someone's opinion. They quickly realise, hmm, he's not what we thought we were getting, and they've moved him on. Mm. For me, still to prove that he's a top player in, well, in the Premier League. I, but under Moyes, they brought in Kudos, Alvarez, James Ward-Prowse, that seems all right. The Paqueta, the, the point I was going to go back to the window, the injury to him it happened more or less when the window was open as well. And that, all these things have com, sort of combined together to on a difficult run. They're on a difficult run. But all West Ham fans that I know, the displeasure in David is the style and the way they're going about games, that they're not looking to dominate games, which Graham was touching on. Uh, in terms of like getting hold of the game and going at teams and keep going and, and push again and push again. They get the lead, they sit back. And it's that kind of... Would you have them doing that? Well, I'm a different style that my sort of team set up to, to David Moyes. But the most important thing for David at the moment is get a win under his belt. Forget about style, he needs to get a win. You know, so they got a tough game You can get away with getting results. You can't get yeah. 6-0. Arsenal beat them. And Matt, they, at yeah, home, you absolutely. Can, you know, playing that way and getting beat. That's when the pressure comes. Yeah, I mean, the the, the, the the Arsenal game was massively damaging. But they got a tough game. You know, they got Brentford at home on Monday. And Brentford, are, I actually think, they're a bigger threat away from home. They're a problem. You know, they've got great pace. They've got Tony, you know, leading the line. So that's not an easy game. Yeah. yeah. You don't turn out with BSC, isn't it? I understand it. I got, stick years ago for on Sky question. Someone said the West Ham way. I said, I'm not quite sure that the West Ham way is. But I think the modern, the modern way the game has evolved... West Ham are a big football club. That catchment area, when you look at down there, enormous catchment area, great stadium. I think um, you buy a season ticket and you go to watch your team. You want, you to, want be to be entertained. Enjoyable. Okay, mm. you get a wee bit of enjoyment if, you've, if you play counter-attacking football and you've won 1-0. Yeah. But they, they're wanting more than that and I understand why they want more than that. Mm. And I think David is, is not new to the game. He must realise what he needs to give them. No, no matter what happens between now and the end of the season, Alan, it's maybe an unfair question. I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you think Moy stands a chance of getting his contract extended? Well, he's still, in the, he's still got the European campaign to come up and you never know, football can change. And I remember actually a period last year where Dave was under similar pressure and then obviously they went on the great one in Europe and got to the final and won it. So I would say the ball is very much in West Ham's court in terms of like, well, are we going to keep David? Because his contract is up, remember. But David's still got a decision to make as well. It's a two-way decision. You both got to go, yeah. And David might not feel, mm, okay, maybe it's time to move on. Mm. And I did that at Newcastle. Where I didn't get the sack at Newcastle. I got a move to Crystal Palace because I was like, I don't see this going anywhere, Mike. You know, I sat down with Mike Ashley and said, I just think you're better off going somewhere else, getting a new manager and me moving on. And that was the agreement we come to. Okay. Uh, West Ham fans listening, no doubt, you know what I'm going to say. Uh, but... Uh, 
strangely, I want to hear from some of you who actually will stick with Moyes if, if you do feel like that. Um, give us a call. Tell us where your heads are anyway. And we'll, we'll maybe bring a couple of you to air. I just think the style of football can be boring, yeah, but when it works, it can actually be quite exciting to watch. Perfect example is Brighton away earlier in the season, where we had about twenty off percent of the ball. Yes. But every single time we went forward, we looked like scoring and won the game three-one. Right. Absolutely brilliant. Right. The trouble is, when it doesn't work, there's no plan B. So okay. we're just on the back foot, letting other teams come at us, let them have all the ball. Yeah. There's no fight. There's no passion. There's no real desire and urgency from the team. But when it works, it works. Alan, when it works, it works, according to Gary. Well, you know, I think uh, Simon's points uh, are very much reflected, I would say, a majority of West Ham fans. That's the first caller. You know, the fact that uh, the style of play, the, the, the window in particular, that there was some issues with flair players going, Calvin Phillips coming in, uh, Ward Prowse, uh, who's played this deeper role, uh, still sort of playing a deep role. So I, I get all that. But, and Gary's right. You know, the way David Moyes plays and the way he sets up his team is very much not possession-based. It's not possession-based. It is more kind of countering possession, how to get the best, exploit the situation with teams coming on to you, like the Brighton game, for example, that he's using. Yeah. So, so that is usually what... But, you know, there's all other points to a football match that you've got to account for as well, set plays, which were West Ham were very good at, actually. This year, not so, it's not been so one of their strengths. And set plays again. And everything else that comes into the game. Um, but the bottom line here... When I and I and I and I go across uh, to the big rivals Spurs, you got a completely different feeling. And you know this pressurised game, high up the pitch, high line. The fans are enjoying it. They're all on side with Ange. They lost at the weekend. Yeah, probably the first bit of like, oh, is Ange ball over now? No, no, no. But Dave's been through all that. He's been through all the Anges before, you know, but he's always done the same thing, Graham, hasn't he? He's always had the very similar style. Sure. Even at Man United, you, there wasn't a particularly, when he was there, a particularly possession-based team as such. It's just the way that he sets his team up. Oh, big West Ham fan, finish it for us. It's just the way he sets his team up, says Alan. Hi, Paul. It's just, hi, Paul from Colchester speaking. Yes, mate. Uh, what do you want to say? We go to football to be entertained. It's as simple as that. If you go back two, two or three years, we, we played Liverpool at home and that game, the atmosphere was absolutely fantastic. We beat Liverpool 3-2 um, and it was, a, it was a fantastic game. There was a great atmosphere, probably the best atmosphere I've ever known at the London Stadium. And since then, it's just gone very, very flat. Um, oh, we haven't seen a decent game of football all year. All season at West Ham, you look at the, the results, Palace 1-1 at home, lost 1-0 uh, to Everton, 0-0 against Brighton. You know, we haven't seen a decent game of football. We haven't been entertained, and that is why West Ham fans are getting dis disgruntled. You know, we had a, a, a good first half of the season, and I think second half of the season, I think we're going to, I wouldn't say we're going to go into free fall, but we, we certainly seem to be in a very, very, you know, poor run of form and, and we're barely having a shot shot on goal and that's what people want to see when they go to a football match Fair enough You want to finish it Graham? Yeah I just think you know the, the stat when you trot out the stats well, yeah. six, they're 16th in terms of um, the amount of possession Yeah You know you spend a hell of a lot of time without the ball that's for teams that just get promoted 
teams that are, you know, survival mode. Mm. If you're 16th in possession stats, that can be a great watch. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. And that, okay. is, and that is the main issue over at West Ham. You know, that's it's not a great watch. At that last that last man's collar there. He's talking about a game three years ago. I think it was three years ago against Liverpool. Mm. And he said he's not seen a decent game this season. Yeah. Not yeah. enjoy, he's not enjoyed a game. He's not enjoyed a game. All right. Season. Well, we accept it. It's a tough old shift if you're a West Ham fan, but you'll stay West Ham fans. Of that, there's no doubt. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Please leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts from. We're back tomorrow to bring you the best of the show. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.